Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, and that means it's time for The Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. Now, I am your host, Bart Jackson, the court jester in the kingdom of business. And every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, The Art of the CEO streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace. We may listen and download it by visiting blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. That's blogtalkradio.com slash theartoftheceo. And whether you're a metropolitan promoter that is trying to publicize the very best people in your city, uh, like Jock Howard is doing in the city of Trenton, or a fighting, you're a fighting physicist who is trying to collect the correct the algorithms applied to global warming calculation predictions, like Will Happer, we're here to bring you the Sage Council of Business Masters to help your career and your ventures. And today's show, you're going to love this. It's entitled Funny as Hell, Laugh and Grow Wise. Yes, because today we're going to launch a well-deserved harpoon at the ineffective attitudes of seriousness. And we're going to fill you all with an entire show of business quips, all in an effort to show you that the greatest business insight comes wrapped in a little laughter and also be to make your day more enjoyable with a little fun ladies and gentlemen life's very democratic we all only get one shot at it let's enjoy it so before we all get settled however right into our seat of comedic and joyous jocularity why don't we take a few moments out right now to supply you with a few utensils for today's feast of wisdom first as i always do Allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career. So allow me to ask you, will this be the day that you stand back and look at all the various rats racing alongside you and see some humorous aspect in it and laugh it up with your fellows, share some things? Or will you just screw yourself harder to the grindstone and the false belief that life is no laughing matter? <laughs> the choice, my friend, truly is yours. And, well, since the entire show is going to be filled with business quips today, I think we're going to break tradition and skip the second uh, utensil, which is usually a quip, and go right on into our third utensil. And perhaps we should call today's utensil the slurping spoon because right now we are going to give you the answer to last week's business quotation. Now today, before we leave the air, we'll broadcast uh, another quotation, and we'll invite you to email us the name of the author of that quotation, as you believe him or her to be. So just write that name down and send it along to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you are correct, we will send you a marvelous gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. <laughs> so, the author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, you know, aerod- aerodynamically, the bumblebee 
shouldn't be able to fly. But the bumblebee, being ignorant of all these scientifically proven facts, goes right ahead and flies anyway and makes quite a little honey every day. <laughs> Those words were spoken by none other than uh, cosmetics magnet and innovative business model guru, Miss Mary Kay. You never know, friends. And so now, let us dig into today's Feast of Wisdom and launch off with an explanation. What is a business quip? It's a joke, son. It's humor. And is humor really necessary in the sanctimonious, self-important halls of industry and commerce? Well, you know... You heard about the attorney who had no sense of humor, didn't you? He lost his appeal. I love that one. And ever since the days of Aristophanes, humankind has known that the most perceptive wisdom may be inferred when wrapped in little laughter. And so when I say the business quip to you, this, bosses are like your children. Both demand ceaseless care and neither ever let you finish a sentence. Now think about it. What happens when you hear that? I like that, by the way. Uh, Well, one thing, when you hear that quip, there's an immediate connection with the speaker. I mean, I can almost hear your heads nodding in agreement. So I've instantly shown you with that quip that I understand. So when Sally, in the next cubicle, uh, you hear quip quip to you, Technology increases the speed and number of our communications. I do not say it improves them. (laughs) You instinctively nod, and you start saying, you know, boy, does Sally really know what I'm going through with all this cotton pick and spam. Bond of common experience is formed in a flash. In 16 words, you want to talk efficiency, try to get a bond with another human being in that amount of time. Humor bonds us, friends, like nothing else. And, of course, no one... Uh, in today's workplace has set themselves up for more humor than our bosses and managers. Managers, by sheer dint of their very serious actions, are business's best inadvertent clowns. So allow me a few quippish examples on this subject of my own making. I guess my boss must love my work. Otherwise, why would she keep taking credit for it? <laughs> yes, yes, I think I've been there. Um, or, I like this. We had to let that manager go. He kept mistaking texts and emails for work. And, you know, I did this and I had a consultant tell me that he was trying to fix one manager who wrote 100 emails a day day to a single person. I mean, this, this, my friends, we, we can plunge into tech a little too far. Our, and the other, now that our project managers are, are wonderful, they come up to a special quip niche, such as, our project manager has that rare ability of making all our team look good, by comparison, I mean. <laughs> or uh, my, my other project manager, one that I love, Project manager is such a lovely title. It allows those who possess no apparent experience or ability in a field to govern those who do. (laughs) So um, in the end, though, I guess, my friends, we we pick on them, but bosses must gather their kudos where they may. For instance, my boss is great. He encourages, praises, and gets behind my every new idea. 
I think it's because he never had any of his own. You you know how that is. <laughs> uh, for as we all know, giving the man the title of creative director does not make him so. Innovative ideas, alas, are no respecters of high rank. And I think we've all seen that. The finest, uh, finest ideas and the finest uh, information. Well, angels come from everywhere, right? And one of my favorites uh, in the managerial field is, I wish my boss would stop introducing me as her immediate inferior. <laughs> and uh, then finally, when it comes to executive amputation, we have this to say. My boss kept assuring me that we were all part of the team. I guess he must mean it, because today he terminated all of us together. <laughs> so, uh, that one that one doesn't quite seem as funny when uh, so many of us have experienced it. But, before you guys in the trenches there get too smug and laugh your st- yourselves sort of silly uh, at the foibles of your superiors, let me say that you all down there, the rest of us in the trenches, have our own sets of foibles that are uh, very much worth laughing. So let's turn our arrows toward the equally laughable blunderings of the wage slaves. And uh, I guess to start off, we should really ask you all, let me know, is this you? Most folks will willingly work 10% harder for uh, for double the salary but ask them to double their workload, and they want to be crowned king. <laughs> I think that one came from the Employers Association. Anyway, uh, and here we are. Now, of course, we all want to know what we're worth, and, and uh, so we decided that this is the, the, the really best measure. To measure the true value of a man to his company, cut in half his estimated contribution, and double the contribution estimated by those he supervises. (laughs) I think it works somehow. uh, One of the wonderful things about Homo sapiens is we never really do get over our own biases. Uh, They can be very helpful. And uh, if you do have a little pride in yourself, uh, uh, there's always going to be that little hyperbolizing of what you've contributed. And thank heavens for it. And this this is one that comes from our own company. <laughs> our company has a very aged staff. We allow no employee to retire until he or she has accomplished something. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, this is in our in the case of our company. It's uh, why we're all sort of hanging on by the uh, skin of our very elderly teeth. Well, um, but whether you're an elderly achiever or some up and comer, businesses today. Uh, face great pressures. And as my wife's husband often says, uh, in American business, being successful is helpful, but appearing successful is a necessity. <laughs> uh, probably America is the only country in the world where uh, not being not advertising yourself is considered arrogance. We're, we're a strange country. But many of you folks listening may have regularly heard uh, the phrase that I use, my wife's husband, uh, or in the words of my wife's husband. And if you think about it for more than a moment, you should realize that I am talking about myself. At least I hope most of you out there are able to figure that out. So uh, that's sort of an answer to who makes up these quips. 
Well, my wife's husband. Yes, I do. I dream up about, oh, I'm going to say probably 98 out of 100, really because I need to in my line of work. Uh, as a writer of business guides and as the publisher of Prometheus Publishing and Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, I have to study what authors write and what I write. And so I have to really kind of scramble up a 300-foot ladder to gain some overview of what's what's going on around the commerce and industry realms. And when I scramble back down in the trenches, often as not, I find that what I've seen is very, very funny. Um, you know, I guess I can say that my first quip, or at least my, my first business quip, came when I was uh, a young guy uh, in my first job and came back proudly with my paycheck. And then I took a look at it and saw what I'd earned versus what was left. And I said to my father, I turned to him and I said, you know, the only difference between piracy and taxation is the size of the army that collected it. And my father instantly assured me that I was dead wrong and that I was an idiot. That's what fathers are for. And therefore, I was convinced that I must be on track because uh, I was that, – that's uh, I must be on the right track because that's what sons do. That's, that's one of the marvelous things about the father-son relationship. Now, I finally did add another quip some years later. And um, when, I consider, when I reconsidered this situation, and that was – Pirates dress better than IRS agents, but that's because they uh, have to rob the pre people that they take care of in person, and the IRS agents can do it from afar. Anyway, uh, I have noticed, uh, as, as, as I keep making quips, you, you heard me say, actually, that about uh, about 2% I, I are, are from others, and I, I don't grab other people's items unless they really, really strike me. So, uh, for instance, uh, a couple of years back, Jay Leno said, give a man a fish and you can feed him for a day, but teach him to create an artificial shortage of fish and he'll dine on steak. So uh, I thought that was great and uh, I looked at it. And so I took... Um, so then years, a couple of years later, in fact, just last year, I was uh, standing before a group of cybersecurity people at this great conference, and I gave them this one. Teach a man to shoplift, and you can feed him for a day, but teach him to steal your corporate identity, and he'll dine on steak and caviar far into the future. <laughs> oh, well, it's, uh, in our case, uh, and... and you know, a lot of cybersecurity people have very, very little sense of humor about this thing. But I did tell them that in our own case, that uh, we're, our firm really is not worried about uh, cybersecurity. We, we here at Prometheus Publishing, the last person who hacked into our uh, accounting book sent a sympathy card. <laughs> so... Ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, you are listening to the Art of the CEO radio show, streaming live from blogtalkradio.com. That's blogtalkradio.com and the Art of the CEO show. And since we have come to about the midpoint in today's feast, uh, I think it's time for us to take a brief survey and 
Allow me then to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. That firm is Prometheus Publishing, creator of, among many other things, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And you may visit bartsbooks.com to explore a wide wealth of very practical wisdom from the business masters all around this terrestrial orb. That's bartsbooks.com, B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And this very day, Prometheus Publishing would like you to know that there are four, yes, my friends, count them, four ways for you to continue sampling this feast of business quips and continue bringing a little laughter into your lives. And because I love you all so much, <laughs> let me share with you some of the four ways that can help you to keep on quipping. Number one you may go to bartsbooks.com and click on the bookstore, and there you will behold it, the 101 Best Business Quips book. There, uh, it, it's something for you to give your friends to browse through, chuckle, and it's something you may give that lazy boss who doesn't appreciate your many true qualities or that lovely lady in marketing whom you, to whom you are desperately trying to impress. Yeah, this book will do it, trust me. Uh, and yes, Bart's book does believe, by the way, believe in and we encourage romance in the workplace, so there. And uh, so you may buy the book. Number two, you may go to Bart's book's homepage, and more and more people are doing this, this is fun. They go to the homepage and they click on that little blue mailbox right beneath the coffee cup that says Bart's Books Business Quips. And you can absolutely for free receive a new quip in, uh, invented by yours truly and flown through your cyber door via email every week. Just think of the social ammunition and smiles you'll be able to share. It is fun. You should start Monday off with a little laughter. And number three... You may visit theartoftheceo.com. That's all one word, T-H-E-A-R-T-O-F-T-H-E-C-E-O.com. That's our radio show website, and it's the site for this show. And go to the site and click on the business tip. I'm so, excuse me, friends. The Business Quips tab, and there you will behold a video. <laughs> oh my heavens! A video of Quipmaster Bart Jackson in court jester's garb in his baronial castle, filling you with a half hour of quippish wisdom and total solitude. <laughs> and if you wonder why you hear the lute in the background of each quip and why it's done in baronial garb. Uh, I'm sorry, in, in uh, Renaissance garb in, in a baronial castle. This is all taken uh, after Franz Hall's magnificent painting uh, done in 1623 of court jester with loot. You will see it on the front of the Bart's 101 Best Business Quips. You'll see it on the websites. You'll see it on when we mail you the quip. It's a marvelous picture because it shows a man filled with wit, Laughter, and you know, happiness. Think about that, friends, happiness. And finally, the ultimate way to grab your quip fix is to invite the quip master himself to your next business meeting or party. Yes, uh, have a little laughter visit at your shop live and in person. Now, I've done this for many firms, and I can only say that I really didn't know how 
that so many business people had such good aim with overripe fruit. They're really marvelous to behold. Very athletic. So if you would be interested in a show, all right, straighten up here, boy. Uh, if you'd be interested in a show, simply send an email to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and those whose lives of hard, dedicated labor is so duly praised uh, this Labor Day, I'd like you to please accept my thanks for your contribution. Actually, uh, you know, I would like everyone here to just pause for a minute at some time today and consider the good that they are doing in their work, how they are contributing and making this a better place uh, because of the labor that you put in every day. So you're not wage slaves, you're contributors. And I thank you all, and I hope you appreciate what you yourselves are doing. But anyway, uh, no, not anyway, please do that. We're now back to the Art of the CEO radio show on blogtalkradio.com. And we're back to uh, continue a show dedicated to the sheer joy of laughter and Bart's books business quips to help you see the funny side of business. And as we take off more, uh, allow me to, to give you this special one in praise of folly. In the uh, words of my wife's husband, seriousness is an attempt to banish joy in hopes of gaining focus. And, you know, frankly, my dears, seriousness's track record is a lot like old scotch. It's highly overrated. Uh, as an afterthought, the quip that touches my heart, this, this quip does, because today, for some perverted reason, business leaders are preaching this gospel of be the serious attitude. Uh, and those who do it, I, I guess these folks truly believe that facing a life or a business project with a grimace makes you achieve better. Do you think that? I think it's absurd. So go ahead, slam into your next effort of work, and put your heart and soul and muscle into it, and labor with a smile. Joke a bit to make things go easier. And uh, laugh. And if, if you seem to be having fun, others will want to be around you. And they're going to come, and they're much more likely to let, lend you a hand. And if it's a tough job, it may not go faster, but it'll surely seem faster. But enough of my soapbox. Now, let us ease our way onto the top of the business food chain and poke some jokes into the realm of the CEOs and the C-suite. <laughs> oh, yes, after all, this is the art of the CEO. So, um, my, uh, here's one. My CEO continually asks only one thing of our business her own way <laughs> and uh or if uh if you believe then in the uh, shall we say the speaking abilities um there's this one our publicist refers to our ceo as a quote non-stop communicator the rest of us just refer to him as a big mouth <laughs> and and that non-stop communicator i won't tell you who's who's pr agent uh used that. Um, I think it might have belonged to my wife's husband, but time to move on. Uh, and we are, of course, all familiar with the annual company dinner. And so two folks in the audience have been heard to say, is our CEO finished speaking yet? 
oh, heck, he finished half an hour ago. He just won't stop. <laughs> and um, so now we move, but moving uh, right down, right across the table. Our COO is the sort of person who wouldn't have signed the Declaration of Independence if he found the word pursuit misspelled. And I'm going to give you a little history lesson on this one. I can't help it. Uh, Thomas Jefferson said life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it was Alexander Hamilton who wanted that change to life, liberty, and the pursuit of property. Whoa. Very right wing. Uh, nonetheless, we all take our stances. The, uh, and another, a CEO's vision. Now, this is a big thing. that We always hear it touted. And uh, vision is the path which which your staff deems impossible, your attorney deems illegal, your board feels is unwise, and your CFO seems to obscure in a blanket of numbers. <laughs> so if you've got that risky vision, if you've got something that makes people just a little scared, you know, in my opinion, I think you're probably pretty much on the right track. And, of course, now, everybody wants to get ahead. Everyone wants to find the right key to success. So uh, we can turn our, our, our barbs uh, in this direction. And here's one. If you truly believe that you are an entirely self-made man, then you have doubtless botched your creation. <laughs> Again, we all have that little bit of hyperbole about ourselves, and that's what makes it fun. And, uh, oh, this this I like. A competitor is a fool who has yet to see the wisdom of partnering with you. Of, of course, at a junior level. <laughs> and um, this is one that we, so many of us run through. Networking is not a matter of being well-known. It is a matter of being valued. After all, millions of people know Bernie Madoff. <laughs> so, yes, I think it's a, t a touch to be a little more personal, which is one of my, my own soapboxes, uh, of which I have far too many. Do forgive me. Uh, but now all of our strivings in the business community should be achieved with the realm of honest and integrity. integrity. And so we want to be ethical. Uh, and as these few quips shows, when our board of directors calls the roll, half these guys don't know whether to answer with present or not guilty. <laughs> I love that. Everyone seems to think that's funny. I don't know why. Um, and another one is an ethical business person is one who is currently serving your own self-interest. Boy, that has a ring of Mark Twain to it. Uh, or a merger is a business deal involving two parties who feel cheated and two parties who swear they've made out like bandits, making it all two. <laughs> and finally... As uh, we move ahead, this is this is one I, I find some truth in. Um, a two-page contract with an honorable person is a waste of paper, and a thousand-page contract will not save you from the clutches of the devil. So, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We could go on forever, but due to popular demand, I think we're running out of time. And so. Uh, of course, I wanted to deal with our greatest, uh, our greatest business bugaboo, which, which was technology. So, um, 
but I'm afraid we're going to have to save that for yet another show. I will just tease you with one I had uh, that, that springs to mind. Technology is the process by which man is taught to accommodate himself to smaller and smaller devices. <laughs> I don't know. Perhaps so, perhaps not. But as we round out today's show, allow me to leave you uh, with today's business quotation. So who was it who said, if you want to influence people, make them laugh. Otherwise, they'll kill you. <laughs> and this was a man whose dying words were, either the wallpaper, either that wallpaper will have to go, or I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, funny to the end. Let's hope we could all, all have that kind of courage. And remember, if you know the author of this quote, just write down uh, his name, the author's name, as you believe him or her to be, and send it to info at bartsbooks.com. That's info at bartsbooks.com to win an astoundingly life-changing gift torn from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And finally, as a parting shot, uh, in the words of my wife's husband, allow me to give you the final quip of our 101 Best Business Quips book. And that is, never underestimate the power of a handwritten thank you note. I'd like you to think about that one for just a moment because there's more power in it than many of us take credit, take care for. So to all you faithful and playful listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show today as much as I have. Obviously, I, I revel in these quips, and I hope that you'll revel a little more in laughter, too. And you may remember to download this show or any of our others by uh, visiting blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. That's blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And next week, we do ask you to tune in to Blog Talk Radio to hear uh, the art of the CEO's uh, episode, the amazing insights of the middle market M&A banker, the man who is now teaching giant firms how to connect with each other for fulfillment and profit, Mr. Christopher Blease, uh, a mountaineer and CEO uh, extraordinaire and CEO chair of Biggs Coford Inc. Marvelous gentleman. So, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 